It's been estimated that only one in every 100,000 images will ever even become a printed photograph. Let me say that again. Only one out of every 100,000 images taken today will ever become a printed picture. So how do we take care of those photos that do get printed to make sure that they last? Welcome to 10 Minutes in Scrapbooking. This is episode 13. Thanks for joining me as we talk about the best practices for photo safety, and as a bonus, preserving newspaper items. Because photographs are relatively inexpensive and easy to come by, I think our scrapbooking community has by and large let the standards of photo care fall by the wayside. There was a time when it was common for scrapbookers to preach with passion about the need for safe practices surrounding photos, popularizing such buzzwords as acid-free, archival quality, and photo safety. But honestly, we don't talk about those things very much anymore. I think when we made the leap from film to digital, we assumed that since photos were no longer one-of-a-kind items, the pressure to maintain those older rules for keeping them at least moderately safe could be eased. It's very true. My current collection of photos is printed by professionals using the very best technology available with the belief that they will actually last for many decades. So with that in mind, I kind of feel like I have permission to be as crafty as I want to without worrying about photo longevity. And if something damages one of those images, it's relatively easy and inexpensive for me to acquire a replacement print. However, I like to keep things balanced, and in this case, I like to seek a balance between enjoying this art and craft of scrapbooking while still avoiding anything that I know will damage my photos. Here's where that gets tricky, though. Sometimes I still create pages using those photos from back in the day before we made the leap to digital, and those are now a little more difficult to reprint. I'm definitely a little more careful with those images that aren't so easily retrieved and reprinted. Here's an easy way to remember all the best practices for preserving and caring for any printed pictures. Treat them as if they are human. Photos, like humans, don't like to be too hot or too cold. They don't do well when stored in extreme temperatures or climates. High humidity and extreme dryness are both a no-go situation. The ideal climate for photo storage is quite like the ideal environment in the comfortable part of your house. Keep out water and smoke. Beware of inclement weather. Limit periods of exposure to sunshine. And beware of the impact of sharp objects. Of all those potential dangers, relative humidity is the primary concern because it can do the most damage in the least amount of time. So keep those photos comfortable, much like you keep yourself comfortable. Photos, like humans, need to breathe. Lamination and encapsulation of any kind are rarely a good idea. When handling photos, do so with clean hands away from food and drink. Avoid marking directly on the photos in any way. Yes, even on the backs. Avoid contact with sticky surfaces such as tape, post-it notes, or labels. Avoid direct contact with items that may rust or break down, such as paper clips and rubber bands. 
Flat surface storage is best to maintain the long-term integrity of the photo paper. If you notice excessive fingerprints, use a non-scratching microfiber lens cleaning cloth to eliminate them. When choosing scrapbook supplies, look for papers that are labeled acid-free and lignin-free. Choose an adhesive that is strong, but use it sparingly. All permanent adhesives contain trace amounts of harmful chemicals. You should definitely be aware that anytime you permanently attach a photo to something using an adhesive, you are likely doing irreparable damage to the photo, such as the price of the joy of scrapbooking. You know I'm not saying don't scrapbook, obviously. I'm advising that we know all the inherent risks involved. If you're creating with older one-of-a-kind photos, I recommend using archival quality photo corners. Now these aren't your grandma's lick and stick paper photo corners. I'm talking about clear photo mounting corners that allow you to mount a photo to a page indirectly and will hold it in place securely without any damage to the picture. These are available in a variety of sizes from a highly reputable supplier of archival book supplies that serves museums, libraries, and preservationists. It's called Gaylord Archival, and you can visit their website at gaylord.com. Ironically enough, what we do, this thing called creative scrapbooking, doesn't actually follow most of the proper guidelines for preserving photos and memorabilia in the purest form. I mean, I gotta admit, I haven't ever seen a scrapbooker who handles her photos while wearing white cotton gloves. But it's still good to be well informed on photo preservation, even if we don't always follow all the rules. One of the best ways that scrapbookers have to protect pictures and pages from most of the potentially harmful situations is, of course, the use of page protectors. Surely we could do a whole episode on choosing an album style and matching page protectors because there are lots of styles and sizes to choose from. But my best advice is to plan to purchase page protectors along with and at the same time as you make your album purchase because different brands fit differently inside every different kind of album. And unfortunately, they are not all interchangeable. If I were queen of the world for a day, that's the first thing I would change. I would make page protectors universal. So what about all those other decorative things we add to our pages? Are those items harmful to our photos? And furthermore, do we even care? Generally, most of the common embellishments and techniques used by scrapbookers today are reasonably safe. The general rule is that if a plastic does not have that funny plasticky smell and does not stick to itself, it's likely safe to include in your scrapbook. Most plastics are basically inert and are not going to degrade enough in the next 100 years to damage your photos. As usual, however, your mileage may vary. If you're super concerned about providing a totally safe environment for your photos, choose a more conservative path. If you're all about the craftiness, go forth and create boldly. One of the most common things people ask me about preserving is newspaper articles. From time to time, there's still a desire to preserve an actual piece of newspaper memorabilia. Maybe it's an obituary or a birth announcement or a wedding announcement. These items are special, and I suspect that as long as newspapers are still being published, 
even the most novice memory keeper will want to save these memorialized bits of public testimony. What you need to know is that newspapers are printed on the cheapest, lowest grade of paper available, and it starts to decay very quickly. While holding a yellowed and tattered piece of newspaper in your hands a decade or two after the fact may bring up feelings of sweet nostalgia for most, there are a couple of ways to extend the life of a newspaper article beyond its natural lifespan. My first recommendation is to cut the newspaper article out very carefully and photocopy it onto archival quality cardstock. Standard copier ink is surprisingly stable and this is the safest option for including newspaper items on the pages of the scrapbook without contaminating other photos and items with that low quality, heavily acidic newsprint. This method also allows you to adjust the size of the article if desired. If you prefer to preserve the actual newspaper item, you have two options. The first is a deacidification spray that is applied directly to the item. The spray contains magnesium oxide that neutralizes acid, leaving behind an alkaline reserve permanently affixed to the cellulose fibers. It dries quickly, it's odorless, non-toxic, and non-flammable, and is environmentally safe. This product was formerly sold under the name of Archival Mist. I've used the Bookkeeper brand of deacidification spray and find it to be well worth the price. While it does not restore any damage or yellowing that has already occurred, it does prevent future damage and extends the life of an item made of newspaper by three to five times. This is another product that's available at Gaylord Archival. The second option for remediating acid from newspaper is a method that's a little more down home and the necessary ingredients a little more commonly accessible. By mixing some milk of magnesia with club soda, you can formulate your own deacidification wash. Mix, refrigerate overnight, and then soak your newspaper. Soak the newspaper in the solution for an hour and then allow it to dry carefully. This tip comes from Hints from Heloise, the newspaper column, ironically enough, and I discovered it on the Tips for Preservation page at rootsweb.com. There are several instructional videos on this topic at YouTube. As with most things, it's very likely that all our pages will eventually show some age. I think it's smart to be aware of this, to keep our eyes open and be willing to remedy any situations that arise, but acknowledge that there's something to be said for aging gracefully, especially the pages of a scrapbook. Remember, acid-free is just one piece of the preservation puzzle. There are excellent graphics on the Gaylord website that show many of the other pieces of the preservation puzzle, too, and it's a very interesting topic to dive into. Speaking of helpful and informative websites, did you know that the United States Library of Congress hosts an excellent website for archival preservation of all types of materials? If you have questions about the best practices for preserving other items, these are the experts and their website is chock full of helpful information. You can visit them at loc.gov. I hope that these few minutes have provided you with a bit of helpful information and that you will join me again for episode 14 
where we will venture into a topic that is where my two worlds collide, where scrapbooking meets autism. That's our time for today, but before we part, I need to tell you that if you have thoughts about the show, please join us on Facebook or Instagram by searching for 10 Minutes in Scrapbooking. It's all one word with the word 10 spelled out, and I would love to hear from you. Special proud mama thank yous to the cutest little sound engineer in the Scrap Loft studio. Give a nod to Gray, y'all. I look forward to seeing you back here real soon when we will spend 10 minutes in scrapbooking.